find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, welcome to another brand new episode of the greatest free game podcast on the planet. Yes, ma'am, sir. This is the award-winning top 10 business podcast all over this universe, aka Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean John Cusack, aka the Forrest Gump of hip-hop, a.k.a. Cat Dick One. And ladies and gents, we are coming to you live from the Rotten Apple. Yes, Sirski, we are in New York City. Well, sorry, I'm in New York City, all right? The Dust Brothers are not. Um, it felt slightly awkward getting back into, you know, something that I used to do twice a week, and that's fly before the pandemic, right? But having a little mini suite lay down bed, it helps, right? You know, you work hard and you fucking, you know, you play hard and, you know, you reap the, you know, the benefits, right? Um, also, some Xanax helps too, right? You know, listen, Xanax is not a joke, okay? I do not take it recreationally. I am very careful with my dosage, okay? Very, very, very careful. So you should be very careful. That shit is no joke. If you fuck around, take it. It's highly addictive. And if you get off it, just know you'll get a motherfucking seizure. It's very high light, highly likely you'd get a seizure. Now, I use it mostly for flying or when I have a severe anxiety attack, okay? But uh, by the way, your boy's feeling a little better. I'm like, I'm not 100, but I'm like 90, you know what I'm saying? I'm there. But yo, anyways, ladies and gents, this is episode 175. We are a quarter away from episode 200, and this is 100% high-definition professional podcasting. This is a Dust Brothers production. By the way, shout out to the Dust Brothers who are currently in Hawaii. Those fucks. <laughs> Shout out to my brother, Miles Davis. Yes, that is his actual government name, Miles Davis, except Miles is Asian, and Miles is not a jazz musician, but he is very nice with the sound. Him and Jordan are out in the islands, again, in Hawaii. I forgot what fucking island in Hawaii they're in. I couldn't make it. Obviously, I'm working, um, shooting a commercial out here in New York. But yo, they are celebrating Miles' bachelor party. I have major FOMO. Yes, indeed, my boy Miles Davis of the Dust Brothers is getting married, and I am super geeked for my dude. He is one of the most solid motherfuckers in the world. I have said that many times. The only flaw that he has in life is that he is a lifelong Niners fan. Ugh. Yo. <laughs> so, guys, let's get into the show. Man. Um, Dogecoin is going fucking crazy, okay? Doge is out of control. I'm out of control. This whole crypto party is out of control. Um, you guys have seen fucking Telemarketer Bob. I was a big Martin fucking fan. You know, I love Martin. And anytime someone asks me, I'm like, bro, how the fuck could you ever choose 
Fresh Prince over Matt. Like I know immediately when people say, oh, Fresh Prince or Martin. If you say Fresh Prince, I already knock it. Just me and you ain't gonna get along. Like, I just can't rock with you. Anyways, um, Doge went crazy, man. You know, Coinbase, as you know, opened up yesterday and uh, they went public. Opened up at $381. They closed at $328. Listen, guys. All right. My boy, Rich Kleiman, friend of the podcast. Okay. He's been on this podcast before. He is Kevin Durant, right, KD's agent, manager, and business partner. Okay. These guys own a very large share of fucking Coinbase. Okay. They invested in early. They got in when the evaluation was like at fucking maybe at a billion or some shit. I forgot what the fuck what they got in at, but the evaluation ended up coming up at what, 98 bill? It's crazy. Okay, so KD and 35 Ventures maybe made close to 100 million fucking dollars yesterday. All right. I know a lot of you guys don't like them. There's all kinds of hate here and there, whatever. Look, man, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I ain't my best friend or nothing, you know, I could fuck with him, but I mean, bro, dude is make some, he makes some fucking amazing business moves. But look, um, by the way, Rich Kleiman is part of the Dogecoin army, all right? Now, Dogecoin went up almost 80% this week, and it went insane, all right? Remember, I got in four months ago at 0. .003 cents, okay? That ain't even fucking close to a penny, all right? 003, .003, okay? And I invested only $2,500, Guess what, guys? My shares of Dogecoin right now are at 116000 off $2,500. That's a pair of fucking, you know, trophy room ones. It's a pair of some semi-rare Jordans, okay? So I don't want to hear shit from you so-called professional traders, those motherfuckers, you, all because you fucking read a bunch of pages on Reddit and, you know, all that other bullshit. I don't give a fuck about that. Just shut the fuck up, okay? Look. Seven months ago, I jumped on Ethereum. Miles did too, right? I jumped in at $165 a coin. And this is probably right around when I had Pomp on the episode, okay? All right, I dumped 75K into that, all right? 75K. Y'all understand, man, that shit is over a fucking mill right now, all right? Shit is not a game. It was a beautiful fucking week this week. Bitcoin too, all right? Now, yes, I did cash out half my Bitcoin stash last month right? It's being transferred and uh, diversified, but uh, it, it, Bitcoin went up a little bit, but I'm good, right? Because I cashed out right at 61. But uh, it was a very, very good week, to say the least, okay? Now, the trolls and haters, you know, they came for your boy on Twitter and on TikTok. And one thing about these Gen Z cats is they don't know about the Korean Liam Neeson, okay? They don't know that I got a certain set of skills, Okay? Because I'll find you and I'll kill you, <laughs> All right? Look, some dudes love to paint a partial narrative. And as you know, for, for those who have been day one listeners, okay, I am much more thorough on this podcast than I am on any social media app, okay? I have been nothing but very transparent about my past. And all my past braggadocious stories or anything, they've all been backed up. All right. And it's just me being early. You know, I've been in the game. So look, you go ahead and do all the research you want and go on a wild goose chase. It's really not that hard to find out everything, right? But don't talk about Beverly Hills High School. You look fucking corny as fuck. It's a public high school that I went to 
for a year and a half, and I got a little over a year and a half, I got kicked out of the school, okay? I mostly went there because he had a good football program, right? As I mentioned in the last episode, okay? My boy, Tommy Wolfolk, it's his government name, but a lot of people know him as Lucky I Am, from the hip-hop collective Living Legends. The Living Legends are actually a big motherfucking group. They still tour and everything, right? He came out and chimed in. He was like, yo, now y'all fucking tripping. At once upon a time, Ben was definitely far from a baller, all right? But like, look, Y'all really need to shh. You need to zip it up. Like it's it's you, you make yourselves look dumb when you try to come with some facts and might be like yo, and you try to throw the stones and then you try to hide your hands, and then you realize nah man, like no, like I did my research and it was wrong. Anyways, I posted a screenshot of my Yahoo Finance portfolio, right, my day gains and everything on TikTok. And I made a green screen video, you know, and talked about it. I was like, yo, look, motherfucker, you want to talk about gains? Boom, here it is. You know, there's a lot of M's in there. And some 18-year-old kid went and made a video stitching mine. Now, when you stitch a video, it's like when you take other person's video and then you come in there and you critique it or say whatever, you make a parody of it, whatever the fuck it is. And he called me a fraud. He's like, yo, you a fraud. I caught you in 4K. You a scammer because you can input any stock any crypto you want into Yahoo Finance and then shoot, boom, look at this, see? And I can make anything up. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you fucking capping? Why are you lying? And I didn't know that, right? So the thing is, look, like, my shit is real, you know? I use Yahoo Finance because it makes all my investments cohesive, right? I could just, so I just screenshotted my apps. I even took a screenshot of my bank account March 14th after I cashed out on my Bitcoin. And I posted, I said, for real, you fuck Hannah something, whatever the fuck his name was. I tagged him and I was like, what's really good, bro? Here you go now. Look, okay, everything's, you know, here's all the apps. Like, what's, what's popping? This guy didn't reply, didn't do shit. He just went private. He reported my page, reported my post, got the post deleted. Then a bunch of other clowns did the same shit and ended up getting three videos of mine deleted yesterday. And I was like, look, man, I'm on a fucking roll with TikTok, right? Like, I'm starting to get the hang of this shit. Anyways, look. Understand, overstand that I hate ghost ballers, okay? I hate anyone who tries to hide their skeletons too much, okay? I told you guys outright, I used to be a scumbag, right? I was a womanizer. I used drugs. I stole. I sold drugs. I've cheated. I've lied. Okay, look at, but I did not grow up rich, okay? Like, that's that's where I, I'm like, yo, because it's a big difference, you know what I mean? My life would be, there'd be a different outcome had my parents had like millions and shit and I'd have to worry. Like it, it would have, I would have lived a different fucking life. But you know what? I, I'm thankful, you know, fuck it. It wasn't given to me. It's all good. And another thing too is it's never too late to change, right? But, and I don't mean this, like don't be 50 thinking this way or even, you know, in your mid 40s, like, come on, man. Like I really truly hope that most of you figure it out by 35 and that's at latest, Okay. And around 38 is when I semi-grew up and was like, let me get my life fully in order, okay? I'm about to get married. I'm about to have a baby. Like, look, I need to, like, for real, get everything in order and stop bullshitting. Everyone is dead. Like, fuck all this. Like, all the, you know, like, I don't need to have fun right now. I just need to get my life in order. If people ain't around when I come back, fuck them, okay? Look, 10 years later now, I'm 48, right? It's pretty obvious, you know, that, that I'm in a good position, right? Okay. So don't come for me, all right? I will beat you like an adopted ginger. 
So um, as I uh, said before, I was telling you that uh, right when I dropped episode one, I would be at the dentist. And you know, I went to go by dentist. I went to go get a teeth cleaning. Uh, I chipped a veneer. And um, getting your teeth cleaned when you have veneers is a whole different process. They're cleaning and it's, it's a lot more painful, right? Like the real, like the little... Like the fucking scrubbing they're doing all this other shit. It's, it's no joke. It's a fucking bitch. I was in that motherfucking chair for an hour and change, right? Then they found that I had a fucking cavity, right? And I'm going there again. I'm like, no, I'm just temporary getting this fucking veneer, you know, replaced and getting my temps in. No, no. You got a bad fucking cavity. And we can't take care of it via root canal. So you got to get a bridge. And I'm like, the fuck is a bridge? And it, what definitely what it's not is like the bridge outside my window that's connected to the East River, okay? Um, and they're like, this one can't even be drilled. Like, you can't have an implant. Because I had such a bad fucking cavity in there that they had to pull a tooth. There's no bone for the implant to get screwed into, right? But anyway, look, anyways, you know, my dentist, Dr. Amir Wahab of Unforgettable Smile in Beverly Hills, like, okay, he takes excellent care of me. He's very nonchalant and chill and everything, right? But he will tell me like it is. He ain't fucking playing, right? And uh, by the way, shout out to my girl, Ani. You know, I love Ani. She's out there. Listen, guys, never forget that your oral health is a pretty good overall look at your actual health, okay? No joke. Your oral health is like, that's like the status of your overall actual health. All right, so make sure you take care of your teeth. Now, speaking of teeth, about to make some grills for uh, Kim Kardashian. Honestly, really don't know what type of creativity um, we're going to come up with, but it's been about 10 years since she's copped anything from me, right? Courtney, her brother, Scott, and them, they've copped some shit from me, right? But her, um, her teeth, by the way, are on another level. They are literally as perfect as you can get. Like, not looking like no motherfucking dentures. They are fucking amazing. I was like, yo, fuck, like, yo, how much did you drop on your teeth? Like, straight up, like, you know, just a teeth. She dropped a few hundred grand on her mouth. Like, God damn, okay? Now, this was the first, I was like, yo, I need to take an impression. I need to go to your house, blah, blah. So now I was going to send my employee key. She's talking about you need to get fucking social security numbers, all this other shit. I was like, no, no, listen. And her stylist hits me up and she's like, no, no, don't worry about it. Just give me your email. And I'm like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Now I felt stupid, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm old technology. And she's like, no, nah, just give me your email and um, give me your dentist's email. And so Kim Kardashian's dentist emails my dentist. And this was the first time that I ever got an impression sent via email. It was fucking ill. And then my dentist 3D printed the stone mold. It's actually plastic. It was fucking amazing. It was crazy. It, it was literally just, it blew me away. It was so fucking good. Like so precise and perfect. Like, so I'll tell you this, the shit's going to look fucking, uh, as far as like the fitment's going to be A1. But yo, listen, um, check it out. Since we're talking about oral health, Let's cut to a real quick commercial from one of our sponsors, and it actually deals with oral health. Hey guys, so which do you prefer, brushing or chewing gum? Gum is the unsung hero when it comes to better oral health. The American Dental Association even recommends chewing sugar-free gum for 20 minutes after meals. 
Look, we all chew gum, but not all gum is created equal. Some might come in fancy packaging, but they only cover up bad breath. Others are loaded with sugar that can wreak havoc on your teeth. Now, luckily, the oral care experts at Quip have made a gum that stands out from the pack. It was only a few years ago that Quip reinvented the toothbrush, and now they have done it for chewing gum. They've launched a new gum that's actually good for your oral health and comes with a dispenser that'll remind you of the one-click candy you loved as a kid. It's sleek. It sits right by my front door, okay? It's not a substitute for brushing and flossing, but this is a great support for your oral health. Pair it with the Quip electric toothbrush for adults and kids, refillable floss, and more great products. In addition to gum packs, Quip also delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the misery of in-store shopping. Spread good oral health habits and join the over 5 million mouths already using Quip. Get chewing for less than $2, okay, per pack. Now, if you go to getquip.com slash baller right now, you can get a free plastic dispenser with any refill plan. That's a free dispenser at getquip.com slash baller. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash baller. Now, I was thinking about this on the plane ride over here, and I feel like when you want to be good at something, you should watch the greats before you, you know, even, you know, or even if you're in the game, watch them, study them, okay? Study your trade a little bit. Like, I, you know, I studied Manny, um, I'm sorry, Manny of New York, Jacob the Jeweler. You know, I studied fucking uh, Lawrence Graff and fucking, you know, Cartier, Harry Winston, even looked at some of Neil Lane shit, didn't really give a fuck about dude too much, but Cartier, you know, I studied the great jewelry houses and stuff, but look at, uh, you don't need to copy their shit, but, you know, get the ideas, and, and more importantly, try to gauge greatness, right? You try to measure that, so people say, oh, I'm not in competition with anybody else but the man in the mirror, that's true and everything, Listen, but when you're in a fucking actual profession, whether you play ball, you sing, you make jewelry, whatever the fuck you do, you can gauge greatness and you can measure it you're like all right well here boom you know this dude's at a 10 and you know if you're fucking absolutely shit you're at zero right you're fucking amateur you might be at one or two okay where do i stand okay i really wonder sometimes when i see someone who's become successful in a certain field right and their talent is super mediocre like that shit really bums me the fuck out you know, now at that point, just like on some pop shit, like they just become popular because it's like the cool thing. And it's just kind of like, yo, man, some, you're some fast food music type shit. You know, it's just going to fizzle out. Like, don't ever try to compare yourself to goats if you haven't studied and we can't gauge that shit, right? Like really look at yourself in the mirror and then look at your body of work and then really ask yourself, do I even hang with these motherfuckers? Could I hang? Am I on that level? Like seriously, if not, keep practicing and if you're nowhere near that man, then just give the fuck up. You're like, oh, no, no, fuck that. Don't waste your time. You know, 
People have that fucking, oh man, never give up. No, fuck that. You're going to be 45, 50 years old, then really want to hate yourself and put yourself in the worst. You just have to know when to say motherfucking when. Don't dig yourself your grave. Like even graves only 60 deep. Motherfuckers be digging themselves 30 foot holes and end up damn near in Australia. Okay. Go do more work. All right. No matter how clever you are, if your work ethic isn't there, then just fucking go quit. Okay. I really got no time for sad stories or soft shit. Don't send me no DMs about that shit. Don't ask me for no motherfucking money, okay? I do my part and, and then some. There are literally, there's Mexicans out here in Los Angeles who are working in the rain. They are working in a hundred degree weather. They are fucking out there selling fruit. They are fucking building houses. They are working on the side of the freeway and they have smiles on their faces. They work hard as fuck and they appreciate their lives, Okay? A lot of the times, uh, one of the reasons why they don't really succeed any further than just the manual labor they're doing is because they don't have anybody to guide them, you know, give them the proper guidance for investing and making their money work for them, okay? And of course, you know, if they did that, they wouldn't have to literally, you know, work check to check on certain things. You know, it's just fucked up. And listen, I will never shit on someone broke. That's never my thing ever. But if you're broke and you come for me, don't ever, because I've been broke three times as an adult, right? So when fools try to argue with me about something, they don't know that I love to argue, okay? Especially when I have time, I'd love to. Otherwise, I just ignore it, right? And I like went away, came back to a post. 12 hours later, he's like, oh, he's not replying anymore. Motherfucker, do you know how many fucking replies I had yesterday? Like, I'm not joking, thousands, thousands and thousands of, it was a crazy day because of Doge, right? And uh, the day before that was even crazier, actually. I'm sorry. But I was at the DMV yesterday, and then I was at the airport. So, you know, I got nothing but time. So don't ever confuse my replying to you as me taking an L. Be like, imagine we're, shut the fuck up, bro. Just first of all, like, like let's, just, let's just be honest, okay? Like, if I'm coming at fucking Elon Musk, blah, whatever, it's a different story. I got paper. You know what I mean? It don't matter if he got more. I got enough to do what the fuck I want and do anything I want. There's nothing, there's, only thing he can do is go buy a spaceship, you know, buy a bigger yacht and go buy a fucking a big house. It doesn't matter because I could live the same level of luxury. It doesn't really matter. Okay. But when you sit there and try to come at somebody and say, oh, they're taking an L because they're applying. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Because at the end of the day, I will walk outside into the real world. And guess what? My great life actually still exists. Okay. I do what I want. There's nothing anyone can say to me that will ruin my day. That is the absolute truth. I like to argue. I love to be loud. I am loud by default. I have 35% of my hearing in my left ear is deaf, is gone. So I'm loud, period, right? And Koreans are already loud. So me arguing and being loud to, is like someone else's four on a scale of one to 10, right? But to you, you're like, yo, this motherfucker's at 10 all the time. And that, that's what it is. It's too bad, right? My petty behavior will never erase the decades of work or erase all my accolades. Just know that, okay? Anyways, look, try to gauge greatness is all I'm saying, right? You don't gotta be Kobe. You don't gotta be MJ if you're playing basketball. You know, you don't gotta be Stevie. You know, you gotta be Prince. If you're a, you don't have to be Adele if you sing songs or music. Listen, but try to make a difference. Try to stand out. And more importantly, make sure you're able to do better than just hang. If you think you want to be great, right, you got to be better than them. You got to blow away the competition. 
know what I'm saying? And if, if you're working hard as fuck, and if you reach for that level and strive for 10, like real shit, I'm like, oh, I'm striving for 11, I'm talking about for real. When the volume button doesn't go anymore, that's where it stops, okay? That's MJ right there. If you reach for that level, and you're only able to get to seven or eight, and you're able to hang with the pros and blend in with them, look, man, you did better than most people. So pat yourself on the back. Now, adult performer, adult star, uh, Asia Akira. I'm not even sure if that's how you pronounce her name because A-S-A, is it Aza Akira or is Asia Akira? I don't fucking know, right? But she hit me on the DMs on IG. She's like, yo, um, she wants me to be on her podcast and uh, to be truthful, I don't even know what the fuck her podcast is about. But fuck it, I'm gonna do it. You know, I did that girl, Alexis Texas's podcast. I'll talk about some crazy shit on that motherfucker. Like sexually, I've never, ever talked about that type of shit, right? But what do you guys think, man? Do you think I should have her on BTB? Because uh, I actually would be interested. Like, fuck it, you know what I mean? Like, I really wonder, like, you know, I, I think that she's done well for herself outside of the adult industry and whatever. And just, I don't know, man, it'd be interesting, right? On a business level, like, you know, where's your money? How are you, are you in crypto? Whatever, boom. And I think a lot of these girls are, whatever. So crazy, Kendra Lust started following me not that long ago. She's actually one of the one of the few people I actually, like, know who that is now. I mean, of course, she's on a MILF status. But um, anyways, look, I'm going to have my third rapper ever on this show. All right, first was Lil B, the bass god. Second was Freddie Gibbs, and that was only because the whole academic shit and the timing was great. Um, but shout out to Freddie, man. It's fucking, I, just, I love what Freddie is doing and where he's at in life is fucking amazing. And now it's time for one of the living legends, right? Like for real, I'm joking. I'm not kidding. One of our forefathers, Big Daddy Kane, who is, he is a goat. And he is a, one of the real pioneers of hip hop, like of rap for real. Uh, you know, I'm going to be recording with him this weekend. So that should be coming out real soon. While I'm in NYC, man, uh, I get to hang with some of my family. My twin nieces go to school here. Uh, well, Sydney goes to Vassar. So she's up, uh, up in upstate New York. And then, uh, Zoe goes to Columbia university. So, you know, I'm going to go sit to see him this weekend. Um, I'm also hoping to go to the tops HQ tops headquarters here in Manhattan and uh, if I have some time, I'm going to go try to see Kaz's show in Brooklyn. I don't know, man. He's just too motherfucking busy lately, right? And I get him. Like, oh, Kaz is Kaz. Man, shut the fuck up. But at the same time, like, look, dude, if you know, it don't work out, it don't work out and whatever. Um, that would suck. But uh, I want to link up with my boy, New York Nico. Uh, he's always doing great things for the city, man. He really reps New York, like, on a different, different level. Um, and by the way, he's now one of the 51 artists on Project 70, right? And speaking of Project 70, my Ichiro Suzuki card, which was made in memory of my cousin Rex, who passed away a couple months ago, right? That card drops tomorrow, okay? So my third Project 70 card drops tomorrow morning, guys, okay? My cousin Rex, rest in peace, his favorite baseball player, and you already know he was fucking born and raised in Seattle. His favorite baseball player was Ichiro, all right? And my cousin was born in 1977, so I used the Topps 1977 template. As you know, for Project 70, you have to use one of the 70 years of templates, and I chose 77 because the year he was born. Now, I dedicated the card to him, so that means, obviously, I made this a Seattle card, right? I got the Space Needle on there. I put Lake Taps 
which is a small lake near Seattle. And it was a lake that Rex used to frequent in his boat. Okay. Damn, man, I miss my cousin so much. It's just fucking crazy. It really fucks me up that he's gone. Uh, But yo, anyways, guys, please do not forget to go to tops.com tomorrow. It'll be available for three and a half days. Uh, Don't forget to get that card, man. You know what I'm saying? It's obviously for a great cause. And I'm going to think of a crazy giveaway for this one. I haven't thought about it yet because obviously uh, I'm in um, New York City and I'll think about it. I don't know what it's going to be. Now, by the way, Bernie Madoff, a.k.a. Mr. Ponzi Scheme, died this week. And check it out. Fuck him and fuck his soul. And may he rest in piss. Right? I just want to mention that Bernie Madoff fucking dies. Crazy. Just what this guy has done. Scumbag. Fucking ruined so many people's lives. He ruined, you know, good people. Successful people. I'm sure he fucked off some people who had it coming to him. That's just bullshit, though. I'm surprised that Baller Busters didn't do a feature on him. You know, like, just spotlight all his scams. Because he was the king of all, he was the apex of fucking scamming. You know what I'm saying? He was the, the highest level you could scam at. Shit, what else is on here? My notes, man. Um, Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald. Got that's a big motherfucker. You already know I was talking about him last year. I was scared to death of that motherfucker, right? He got into an altercation in Pittsburgh with some man at a club or a bar or somewhere where they serve bottles, okay? And the man claimed that AD took his bottle of liquor and then Aaron Donald allegedly beat the dog shit out of this guy. Okay. And let you let me tell you, this guy was not small. He was a big husky motherfucker. Okay. His lip, his face, that shit was swollen up, busted open. That he oh, I mean, somebody. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to say they have his Aaron Donald busted this motherfucking dude's world up, okay? Now, my question is, who in the fucking world would want to fight Aaron Donald, okay? Like, this dude is a fucking, he's a tank, for real, right? I wouldn't even fight him if I had, like, the sharpest samurai sword, okay? Like, even a smaller gun. You got a 380 or some shit, and that shit wouldn't even go through his skin. Wouldn't even phase, dude, okay? He is a fucking beast, so I guess, I guess he got arrested and now he's being sued or some shit. I read all the whole thing, but I don't know, man. It's just fucking crazy. Now, speaking of lawsuits, I haven't been keeping up with the Derek Chauvin trial, right? And the George Floyd trial, but I'm already seeing fuck shit, you know? And people are seeing all over the place. There's a doctor that stated that George Floyd's death could have been from gas fumes from his car since his head was so close to the exhaust pipe, you know what I'm saying? His head's on the fucking floor. Well, why was his head on the floor, motherfucker? Okay? And that the gas fumes from the exhaust could have contributed to his death. But yet, the doctor stated that the toxicology report didn't even test his blood for carbon monoxide. So what the fuck are you talking about? What is this fuckery? Why are you bringing it up? Stupid as fuck. Now, the coroner's office has said that his death was due to a heart attack, and since he had a very high amount of fentanyl in his system, said he had coronavirus, look, had Mr. Floyd just been at his home relaxing, he would have died of an accidental overdose. Said he would have died already. He was going to die regardless. He was going to die of an accidental overdose if he was at home, but he happened to be on the street. Check this out. I get it. And I didn't know this when it all happened. I didn't know he was on drugs. I didn't know, you know, whatever, boom. But, you know, when these attorneys are talking about it, it's like, look, if he didn't swallow the drugs, because there's fentanyl in his system, right, in his autopsy, right, then 
he would have been busted for possession. Ain't that a bitch? Like, if you got some coke on you and you got it in a fucking baggie, like, you will get more trouble than if you sniff it all or you ate it all, right? And you got it busted later and you saw it. That you're not going to get busted for being intoxicated. But if you have it in a bag, you know, you'll get much more, way more trouble for, you know, because it's possession of drugs, right? Maybe intent to, I have no idea. I don't know exactly what the number or how much fentanyl George Floyd had, but, you know, it was a way lesser charge, I guess. That's why they said he ate it. Bottom line is he was going to die. They said, check it out. The bottom line is Derek Chauvin put his knee on this dude's neck for over eight minutes. This motherfucker wasn't going to die at home. If you want to let him die at home, it would have been a different fucking story. Too fucking bad. He had his knee on his fucking neck. So if he was going to die from a fucking accidental overdose, too fucking bad because he didn't. He died on the fucking street in Minnesota with a fucking knee on his neck. All right. I'm just seeing a lot of fuckery lately from military dudes, just over-fucking-power-hungry cops, pigs out here showing their ass in 4K. I hate these little kids that use that term, you know? I caught you in 4K, dog. That little goofy-ass Niners fan, little 17-year-old punk-ass kid posted a fucking Filipino dude. was like, yo, yeah, caught you in 4K. Caught you in... Like, shut the fuck up. Look, all I want in any court case, and especially this trial and all that shit, is fairness. And you know me, I always say, life ain't fair. But understand this, if you got a good attorney, which is going to be expensive as fuck, or if you got a great attorney, you know, who decides to do some pro bono work, then then look, you're going to see a big difference from using a public defender or some amateur hour motherfucker, okay? Now check this out. Let me just tell you something real quick when it comes to trials and all this stuff. If you're watching the Niners play against the Seahawks, okay, and the Seahawks are getting all the calls, right, and they're not getting called for PI, not getting called for shit, you already know that shit ain't cool. It's a bunch of bullshit, okay? Anything that the Hawks are doing on some bullshit should be called both sides, all right? You need to call that shit even. You need to call it split down the line. You need to, and you know, not all refs do it, but I'm just saying, in the court, you got to look at that shit that way. You don't want the motherfuckers calling it. Let's say there's Niner fans, wait, Seahawks fans, right? Look, my father-in-law is such a diehard fan. If there's a bullshit call, I'm not really a big fan of that. If there's a bullshit call on the Niners, and it's just like, you know, because it tarnishes the win. They're like, oh, it's a win. Shut the fuck up. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. I want to see a legit game, you know? So, you know, you can't lean onto one side if you're a judge. You can't, right? Like, you, you just can't. So, you know, there is one side that's right, one side that's wrong, but you gotta call it fair, as if both sides were exchanged in each other's, you know, seats, chairs. It, you just gotta call it fair. There can't be any kind of favoritism. You, a judge has gotta look at the case without any emotion, and, you know, just, just call it straight as it is, man. That's all I'm saying, all right? But yo, enough is enough. I'm going to hit these New York streets in my mask, you know what I'm saying, while I'm vaccinated, and I need to find a slice of some real New York pizza. I need to get a New York pie right now. It's been too fucking long. Can't wait. I'm going to get some motherfucking pizza. Look, I love you guys. For all my new listeners out there, please listen. Go binge on the OG episodes, all right, and try to catch up. 
right? Listen to the K-Town Hustler series at least. There's two of them. They're three hours long each. Listen, always make sure you are subscribed to BTB, right? Because listeners and subscribers get prizes. Okay, y'all. Lakey Lake, yo, bro, take us out of here, homie.